It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. For many in first world nations, the converging catastrophes that are closing in on us all won't seem real until they are. George Orwell's 1984 is now, as is Rachel Carson's Silent Spring. And to those that believe the narrative that, quote, things will get back to normal soon, time to recheck reality. It's not going to happen. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the commercial-free, non-political, global alert news hour covering the most dire issues that we collectively face, issues that are closing in on us all, issues that mainstream media is doing their best to hide from public view until the last possible moment. Here's a headline report from multiple sources published last week. Obsession with GDP, that's gross domestic product, and disregard of nature leading toward ecosystem collapse. No, it's not leading to ecosystem collapse. We're there. Collapse is unfolding by the day. But there's more to the story that reports like this don't dare mention. More in a moment on that. But Biden just stated two days ago that, quote, the U.S. is going to continue to grow and expand, end quote. For the record, on the record, it's not going to happen. Collapse is what is going to grow and expand. Wait and see. Consider this footnote of Biosphere and Societal Collapse from the survivalblog.com. Quote, people today believe anything but reality, and that will catch up to them very soon in a very painful way. You can ignore reality, but you can't ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. In the world we now live in, the bulk of the population is conditioned to wait for help to come. They're not encouraged to perform self-help to minimize their suffering. This leads to many more victims, an overloading of services and resources available to the public. This is happening in good times. What happens when things deteriorate to the point where no help is available to communities or cities? What will happen when people and equipment don't come because damage is wide scale? What happens when all expendable resources are exhausted and can't be replaced? Question. How many are willing to look past the orchestrated political theater, the smoke and mirrors that the controllers are doing their best to distract populations with? How many are willing to look past that at the full gravity of the wider horizon from Earth's collapsing life support systems to the true nature of those that are actually controlling the levers of power over our societies? On that note, in regard to the controllers, the following example of what we're not being told by mainstream media. A reminder headline from last week's Global Alert News. CDC, that's Centers for Disease Control, ignores inquiry into increasing number of injuries and mortalities reported after COVID vaccines. I'm simply reporting straight from the government's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System website. And here are the figures from that site. The acronym is VAERS, V-A-E-R. S, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Data released earlier this month showed that 38,444 reports of adverse events followed COVID-19 vaccines, including 1,739 deaths and 6,286 serious injuries. That's since December 14th, 2020. Again, this is from 
the government's own vaccine adverse event reporting system. If those figures seem high, consider this, that some estimates indicate as little as 1% of vaccine-related injuries and mortality are ever actually officially reported. Doing so, acknowledging such a connection, is a bad career decision for medical professionals. We now live in a world where it's not allowed to even question official narratives or even report official data from government sites. Disclosure is not offered or forthcoming. How many have stopped to ponder why there's no public dialogue about the many verifiable ways to strengthen our own miraculous immune system, which can help protect us against any and every form of pathogen, including CV-19. Official sources, mainstream media, and the medical industrial complex want us to believe that the only chance we have against the pathogen that Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates told us was coming years in advance is to accept their brand of treatment. Why? That blank isn't hard to fill out. If any honest an objective investigation is done. How many have taken the time to view Anthony Fauci standing on a podium in 2017 stating, quote, there will be a surprise pandemic during this presidency, end quote. How did he know? Again, that blank is not hard to fill in with any objective research. More on that later in this broadcast. But this question, how many are programmed and trained to find a reason to fortify what they want to believe, not what actually is? How many are blindly foraging and feeding for their perspectives and their opinions from the corporate media trough of total disinformation? Here's a sampling of breaking headline reports from last week. University shuts down world-renowned aluminum experts' research after Big Pharma sets up shop on campus. Question, why? What don't they want the public to find out? Stay tuned. And in the question of aluminum, consider examples like this on the Alzheimer's Foundation. There are members of the aluminum industry. Aluminum, the single core ingredient for Alzheimer's and dementia. Peer-reviewed science study has told us to which this university expert was connected to this study that they have just shut down. That without aluminum in the equation, there would be no Alzheimer's or dementia in the normal human lifespan of 100 years. Is it any wonder that those in power want to do anything, everything they can to prevent the public from understanding the dangers, especially when aluminum is a primary element in climate engineering operations? It is used for an adjuvant in vaccines. Is it any wonder they don't want the public to know? There's this new report to consider. The planet cannot survive our remorseless pursuit of profit. More on that report shortly. And there's this. Summers could last half the year by the end of the century. No, not by the end of the century. We're there now in countless regions. Another report from last week. Global warming is, quote, fundamentally changing the structure of our world's oceans. It's killing our oceans. But our climate engineering operations mentioned in this new report from sciencealert.com, stay tuned. Changing gears, this new headline report from multiple sources. America's worst drug crisis ever is causing the streets of many cities to look like, quote, a zombie apocalypse has arrived. This is just another example of how the fabric of our society is unraveling all around us, and it's only going to get worse. And who has helped to create the situation, the medical industrial complex, doling out opioids anywhere, everywhere they could, causing mass addiction and mortality? How many are held responsible for that? How many? The medical industrial complex seems to have immunity, legal immunity from any and all carnage that they are connected to. And where did all that opium come from? 
Does anyone understand or realize how the opium fields were expanded after U.S. occupation? Where did all that opium go? Expanded radically. Why were we there? Not just oil. There are other reasons as well. On the subject of government criminality, illegal drugs, and societal collapse, this headline from last week, multiple sources, politicians keep getting killed in Mexico. Question, who do you think is running the show there? And question two, how long till the criminals become as brazen here in the U.S. and other first world nations? Another headline connected to the entire equation. Quote, overstimulated, question mark, stocks soar 75% in historic 12-month run. This question, how hard can it be to figure out that the stock market is a cardhouse Ponzi scheme perpetually propped up with printed money from thin air by the central banking criminal cartel? How many storefronts are closed? How many supply chains are slowing down or stopped? How many are out of work? And yet the stock market keeps breaking record highs. Here's the bottom line. What nature produces is the only true commodity. No food, no people. Very simple. Fisheries are collapsing all over the world. Crops are collapsing in countless locations. Chaos and carnage is already unfolding in numerous regions because there's not enough to go around. There's not enough to eat. The law of the jungle has arrived for many. The dominoes are falling rapidly, and each successive block that falls knocks over an even bigger block, and so on. And as the looting, plundering, pillaging, and polluting of the natural world continues to accelerate, fueling total global collapse, who gets to pick up the pieces? This headline from last week, governments are making taxpayers subsidize corporate cleanup of oil and gas wells. This is just one snapshot example of what the public's not being told. All such operations, all such attempts to mop up the mess created by the power brokers and industrialized, militarized civilization is counted as increased economic growth, increased GDP. Welcome to the asylum. And if you look up, you'll see another such operation of total insanity, the ongoing climate engineering operations, the controller's attempt to mask the true severity of planetary meltdown at the cost of further fueling the overall fire. It's called solar radiation management. Stay tuned for more on that subject. Two more headlines from last week. Facebook and Amazon are now Washington's biggest lobbyists. No surprise. And this, new military policies coerce service members into getting COVID vaccines. Question, since we know as a matter of record that global power brokers like Bill Gates, Henry Kissinger, and others have long ago made known their goal of reducing global populations, are we now to believe that they have suddenly had a change of heart, that the global power brokers are now truly concerned about our health and welfare and that of our military brothers and sisters, whom they have used for cannon fodder for the entire length of the U.S. military, whom Henry Kissinger called, quote, dumb, stupid animals, end quote. Are we now to believe that Gates, Kissinger, their colleagues, and the medical industrial complex, which makes its living off of death and suffering, are here to help? And that they want to ensure that the human race continues to procreate indefinitely without limit? Is such a conclusion rational, given what we know about the formerly stated objectives of those in power? Think about that. In a moment, many more breaking frontline reports covering the most critically important issues we face. First, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to face reality head-on, to stay informed, 
to wake others with credible data from a credible source and to help turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for your help with sounding the alarm. It's our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 294 in a row without fail, March 27th, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critically important information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, on the East Coast, in the Southern U.S., and now in Chicago, with more stations likely coming in Texas and Florida. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising printed materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. Again, a picture is worth a thousand words. To our new listeners, the primary purpose of geoengineeringwatch.org, our mission, is to expose and halt what is mathematically and statistically the single greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face short of nuclear cataclysm. That is what is happening in our skies. Climate engineering, geoengineering, solar radiation management, stratospheric aerosol injection. These are but a few of the science terms that apply to what is occurring in our skies that all amounts to forms of weather warfare, of using the planet's life support systems as a physics lab for the military-industrial complex to experiment with and to manipulate populations with, and that is exactly what is occurring. Whether warfare is a matter of historical record, Project Popeye in Vietnam is simply one example. Climate engineering operations deployed immediately at scale, immediately after World War II. We have, at geoengineeringwatch.org, over 2,000 reports on this issue. Senate documents, presidential documents, patents, science studies, Film footage, photographs, all of which prove what we are seeing in our skies is not condensation as we have been told. The, quote, condensation trail narrative is perhaps the greatest lie ever perpetrated on populations all over the globe. A narrative designed to pacify them into accepting that what we see in our skies is some benign and harmless byproduct of normal air traffic. That couldn't be further from the truth. For any that do any objective research... You will be shocked at what you find, what you discover. And I never wanted to fight this battle, never. I was restoring habitat in Northern California in my off-grid home. And as I began to lose more and more of my solar power uptake from whatever these aircraft were emitting, I knew that couldn't be condensation. Condensation couldn't block on some days 60, 70, 80% of my solar power uptake. I began to research the issue of climate engineering and the primary elements, starting with aluminum. More on that later in this broadcast. I tested my precipitation, processed those tests at a state-certified lab, and I found aluminum in quantities that continued to escalate higher and higher and higher, and I was soon forced to face the fact that climate engineering operations were, in fact, fully deployed and wreaking havoc on the planet's life support systems in addition to contaminating every drop of rain, every breath of air, our soils, our waters. This is an all-out assault on the entire web of life. Bottom line... That is the primary mission of geoengineeringwatch.org. And back to the informational materials that started me on this rant. The only way, the only chance we have of stopping these programs is to fully expose them, to stop them from the inside out by waking up military members, their families as to what 
their military members involved with, defense contractors who are involved with this as well. Their families need to know what they're involved with. They're literally pounding the nails into their own collective coffins along with the rest of us if these operations continue. The human race has laid waste to the planet in the geologic blink of an eye, but climate engineering operations, the intentional attempt to manipulate Earth's life support systems with highly toxic materials, is the single greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face short of nuclear cataclysm. So back to waking up those around you. Again, a picture is worth a thousand words. The printed geoengineering materials are highly effective at waking others up. They're non-political. And the photographic imagery and documents in those materials alone are inarguable. And they are the most effective at waking others up to this issue. We must reach a critical mass of awareness. That is the only way forward in this fight. Sorry about that rant, but we must make every day count, and everyone is needed in this battle. For those in the Reading area of Shasta County, California, you can pick up free Geoengineering Watch materials from the vitamin section at Orchard Nutrition. What's going on in our skies? New from the New York Times, published, I believe, two days ago. This, quote, scientists support an idea long thought outlandish, reflecting the sun's rays. Let's all pretend this is just a proposal. That stratospheric aerosol geoengineering, which means jets spraying light-scattering particles into our atmosphere, is just a proposal. It's been going on for 70-plus years, and we have this betrayal from all official sources, mainstream media, the whole of academia, trying to convince the population this is just some last-ditch card we need to play to slow down global warming been going on for 75 years. Cards already been played. It's done nothing but additional harm. We have no other cards to play and we're about to hit the wall. From this New York Times article, quote, the National Academy said that the United States must study technologies that would artificially cool the planet by blocking sunlight, citing the lack of progress fighting global warming. The report continues, report from the New York Times, the idea of artificially cooling the planet to blunt climate change, in effect blocking sunlight before it can warm the atmosphere, got a boost on Thursday, that's two days ago, when an influential scientific body urged the United States government to spend at least $100 million to research the technology. Again, this is all smoke and mirrors, all smoke and mirrors, pretending that it's not been going on. Do we think that our government would ask permission before they did this, or any other government would ask their population's permission? That our government ask our permission before they detonated so many nuclear bombs, many of them on our own soil in Nevada, that now scientific studies indicate indirectly was responsible for the death of up to 500,000 Americans from cancers and other ailments because they were downwind from this radioactive fallout from the nuclear detonations in Nevada. The government doesn't ask permission for what they do. They blow up islands in the South Pacific to test their weapons. They've blasted over 2,000 nuclear weapons. They've detonated over 2,000 nuclear weapons, governments around the globe. Didn't they know that these weapons worked after a few dozen detonations? They just keep going and going because they're like insane children in a sandbox. They do whatever they want because they can because the population is too distracted with their own personal pursuit of pleasure. And that is what those in power have also helped to set up. Mass distraction to keep the population busy while they are doing what they are doing. The New York Times report continues with this. The technology, often called solar geoengineering, talked about that earlier in this broadcast, entails reflecting more of the sun's energy back into space through techniques that include injecting aerosols into the atmosphere. How? How do you think? With jet aircraft, how else will they do it? They have this, these distracting articles, I'll get to that later in the broadcast, of Bill Gates and hot air balloons dumping a few pounds of materials 
mass distraction and the scientific community pretending that that's all geoengineering is. Meanwhile, we see the jet aircraft crossing the entire horizon, spewing out a toxic plume of heavy metals and polymers into our skies. Here's a final excerpt from this New York Times article. In a new report, the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine said that governments urgently need to know whether solar geoengineering could work and what the side effects might be. What a pack of disinformation this article is. And for the record also, anytime any reporter from any of these major media institutions tries to address this issue with hard frontline data, that effort is squashed. I know this personally. I have been asked for an interview from the New York Times, BBC, National Geographic, USA Today, and every single time before that interview could reach fruition, it was stomped out. Those in power monitor who is communicating with who, and they will not let any solid data get out from any credible source. They simply perpetuate this total disinformation that we could, may, might engineer the climate when anybody that's not clinically blind can look up and see it if they would simply pay attention to their sense of reason and do any honest, objective research. Question, for how long have governments around the globe been hiding climate engineering operations in plain sight? Since just after World War II, fully deployed. Question two, how long has academia, the so-called climate experts and so-called weather forecasters, how long have they been lying about the existence of climate engineering operations? A primary aspect of which is, again, the spraying of our skies with highly toxic nanoparticles of heavy metals and polymers. Aerial operations which are blatantly obvious, yet invisible to most because we are officially told by the, quote, experts that we're only seeing, quote, condensation. Never mind the fact that countless film footage clips, again, as I stated earlier, exist of the turning on and off of sprayed dispersions by jet aircraft. You can't turn a condensation trail on and off. Nozzles visible and up-close photographs prove and show clearly retrofit nozzles mounted on the pylons of the wings aimed into the exhaust jet stream to make this look like, quote, condensation. Because, of course, the populations would go ballistic if they knew this was going on. And that's why it is so imperative to expose this. If populations all over the globe knew that their governments had committed them to an experiment from which there is no return without their knowledge or their consent, I can only imagine that justifiably enraged populations would take to the streets with their proverbial pitchforks and torches and look for anyone, everyone who's involved either actively or passively and hold them legally and morally accountable. No weather event at this point can be separated from the climate engineering operations. No weather event can be considered truly natural. Does that mean we wouldn't have cataclysmic weather without climate engineering? No, it does not mean that. And many have falsely concluded that. GeoengineeringWatch.org has always made clear the climate system is broken at this point. You could shut all forms of human activity off today, and we would experience profoundly destructive weather because the climate system has been completely unraveled by various forms of human activity, the worst of which is the global climate engineering onslaught. And regarding proof, when we are told that what we are seeing in our skies is just, quote, condensation, never mind the lab testing of precipitation all over the globe, which conclusively confirms the presence of climate engineering elements in the air column and precipitation. Never mind the atmospheric testing of heavy aircraft emissions just carried out by geoengineeringwatch.org at altitude, which confirms they are, the heavy aircraft, dispersing climate engineering elements. 
The atmospheric testing that was conducted by geoengineeringwatch.org can be viewed by all in our new documentary, The Dimming, which can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org in the top center column. Please view it, share it, help us expose the truth. Another new report from last week published in numerous so-called science sources that are still pretending that climate engineering is not ongoing. Power structure controlled sources of disinformation that want us to believe we are not actually seeing what we are actually seeing in our skies. Here's the headline, quote, scientists want to conduct the first sun dimming, end of headline. And this first ever sun dimming experiment will mimic volcanic eruption in attempt to reverse global warming. That report states this, if solar geoengineering is as good as what it is shown in these models, it would be crazy not to take it seriously. In quote from that report published in multiple mainstream sources, we live in an absolute asylum. The consequences of climate engineering operations are beyond catastrophic, and they've been ongoing and accelerating for 75 years. Consequences that are further fueling global environmental collapse. Consequences that are completely connected to the CV-19 scenario. It's contaminating every single breath we take. Highly inflammatory, bioavailable, bioaccumulative nanoparticulates that are building up on our systems. Again, inflaming our respiratory systems, which make us much more susceptible to any and every form of pathogen, including the CV-19 element. There are no coincidences in this equation. Climate engineering operations were never benevolent. They are about power and control. Again, it's a matter of historical record. Project Popeye, as I cited earlier, only one example. We have the U.S. military document, quote, owning the weather, stating the weather can be used as a, quote, force multiplier. Indeed, it is the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex, not just our country, countless other countries all either actively or passively participating in this insanity. I invite all those that are new to this issue to view the 30-second historical film clip of former U.S. President Lyndon Johnson in 1962 raving like a madman, stating, quote, that the U.S. government already had the power to control the world's cloud layer and that, quote, he who controls the weather controls the world, end quote. You can see this film clip at the beginning of every single global alert news post. And you can find those posts on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Watch it, consider it, and continue to investigate. Honest and objective investigation is not just an option, it's an obligation. We owe it to the whole, we owe it to our children. The powers that be are doing everything they can to ensure that we all keep pretending global solar radiation management operations aren't actually going on and that they haven't been for over 75 years. Climate engineering operations, in addition to being used to mask the full severity of planetary meltdown from populations until the last possible moment, these operations have also long been used, again, for weather warfare. As I stated earlier, the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex, the weapon by which global controllers can topple nations and crush populations without those populations ever even knowing they were under assault. From record deluges to record droughts and wildfires, global climate engineering operations are inseparable from the equation. Not the only causal factor, of course not, but still inseparable and core. On the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, search the engineering winter section to find out how climate engineering operations can and are chemically nucleating cloud moisture 
to engineer surface cooldowns, highly toxic surface cooldowns. There are many reasons for this. Search the engineering winter section. Search the engineering drought section. Search the engineering wildfire section. There is mountains of data in each of these sections that will shock you, alarm you, and will fill in many blanks to this puzzle. For well over a decade, geoengineeringwatch.org has done our best to provide this data, but we can't make anyone examine it. That's up to the individual. But consider that however bitter the pill of truth is, however difficult to face, it must be done if we're to have any chance of changing course. An example I've given in the past, a question. If you're standing in the middle of a freeway, are your chances of survival better if you turn your back to traffic or if you face it? That answer is clear. About climate engineering fallout, specifically aluminum, a primary climate engineering element. Most are aware that bioavailable aluminum is highly toxic, not just to humans, but to the entire web of life. Few are aware that aluminum particles are the primary element named in climate engineering patents. The world's most recognized climate engineers have stated their objective was spraying 10 to 20 million tons of aluminum nanoparticulates into the atmosphere annually as part of the ongoing geoengineering solar radiation management operations. This is an inconceivable amount of highly toxic elements. Aluminum nanoparticles are highly bioavailable, again, and bioaccumulative. They get into our bodies and they don't leave. They build up on our cell receptors like a plaque. The downstream dominoes of disease then commence. Climate engineering fallout is ubiquitous all over the world, starting with aluminum. It's in our air, our rain, our soils, being uptaken by virtually every living organism. Further, the climate engineering fallout is highly inflammatory, as I stated earlier, to our respiratory systems. And this inflammation, as I stated, will in turn make us all much more susceptible to any and every form of pathogen, including CV19. What other forms of aluminum exposure are we exposed to? Aluminum is often used as an adjuvant in vaccinations. With all that in mind, consider this headline report from last week. University shuts down world-renowned aluminum experts research after Big Pharma sets up shop on campus. From that report, this is key to how the system is controlled, so listen carefully to this. Officials at Keele University in the UK have disabled world-renowned aluminum expert Christopher Exley's website and prevented him from receiving any philanthropic charitable funding to support his research in the bio-inorganic chemistry of aluminum and neurodegenerative disease, essentially the group's main research theme over the past 29 years. The report states, sooner or later, anyone who is interested in aluminum, and especially its effects on human health and biological systems, is bound to come across the work and writings of Christopher Exley, Ph.D., professor of bioinorganic chemistry at Keele University, again in the United Kingdom. Popularly known as Mr. Aluminum, Exley has devoted nearly four decades to a passionate quest to understand aluminum and its impact on all living things. Aluminum's impact on health represents, quote, the greatest untold story of science, end quote. Again, we already have peer-reviewed science study to prove that without aluminum in the equation, that there would be no Alzheimer's or dementia in the normal human lifespan of 100 years. And yet we have organizations like the Alzheimer's Foundation. Again, as I stated earlier, with members of the aluminum industry sitting on their board, pretending that they're searching for some sort of cure to Alzheimer's and dementia when they are doing 
in fact, exactly the opposite. They are covering up the core component of the entire equation. And I know this firsthand because when I tried to donate $500 to the Alzheimer's Foundation to get a booth in Northern California so that geoengineeringwatch.org could present science data on the effects of aluminum at the annual Alzheimer's Foundation gathering, we were refused that booth, that donation. And when I showed up to pass out hard science data to, the, to those that attended this Alzheimer's Foundation gathering, they threatened to arrest me. The Alzheimer's Foundation did not want that data on the effects of aluminum passed out. I invited them to arrest me as that would have brought even more attention to the issue. They then declined, and that data was, in fact, passed out. But many at the event didn't want to know. Many in our societies don't want to know the truth. They want to pretend that someone somewhere is doing something to make everything better, and that is not the case. That is not what's actually occurring. On that note, this final excerpt of the report on the defunding of Professor Exley's research into the effects of aluminum. The report states, unsurprisingly, the industries behind aluminum-containing products have sought to make the study of aluminum's influence on human health taboo. And Exley concedes that he has had to deal with the consequences of politics in aluminum research for most of his career. None of this should come as any surprise. Those who control the money control the narrative. Those in power don't want the public to understand the dangers posed by bioavailable aluminum for obvious reasons. Aluminum that is, again, raining down through our breathable air column, the fallout from climate engineering operations, and that is also contained, again, as I stated in vaccinations, as adjuvants. This is science fact. It's not disputed. It's not theory or conjecture. On the subject of vaccinations, I reported on the previous Global Alert News broadcast that my father-in-law in Lithuania had, after receiving COVID-19 vaccination, ended up in intensive care, critical care, after three hours and spent over a week in the hospital. And these types of events are not being reported. They're not being added to the statistics that I named earlier. This event was not added to those statistics. And I have since learned that my stepfather also underwent exactly the same scenario. Shortly after his vaccination, he ended up in the hospital for a week. That event also not reported. And what is even more perplexing in the case of at least my stepfather, without any prompting from me, he wanted to make sure that I knew or that I believed, as he did, that this was only a coincidence. It was only a coincidence that he ended up in the hospital immediately after getting this vaccination. In the hospital for a week, and he's still not better. And yet it seems he is trying to convince himself or anyone else that will listen that it was just a coincidence. As I stated in the beginning of this broadcast, too many will believe what they want to believe and the facts are irrelevant or they'll do what they're told to do or say what they're told to say. On that subject of those that do or say whatever they're told to do or say, this recent report excerpt published from several academic sources titled, quote, Bad Thinkers, written by Kwasim Kassam, professor of philosophy at the University of Warwick in Coventry, England, who stated this, why do some people believe in, quote, conspiracy theories? It's not just who or what they know. It's a matter of intellectual character, this professor of philosophy states. 
The author then goes on to describe those that don't believe official narratives as, quote, gullible. This report, again titled, quote, bad thinkers, goes on to state this. The gullible rarely believe they are gullible, and the closed-minded don't believe they are closed-minded. The only hope of overcoming what this author calls self-ignorance in such cases is to accept that other people, your coworkers, your spouse, your friends, probably know your intellectual character better than you do. But even that won't necessarily help, states this professor of philosophy. After all, the author states, it might be that refusing to listen to what other people say about you is one of your intellectual character traits. Some defects are, quote, incurable. Report then states, again from this professor of philosophy from the University of Warwick in Coventry, England, England, an example of academia and how they are used to create this 1984 type society that we find ourselves in. This power structure minion with a philosophy degree then states this, the aims of education should include cultivating intellectual virtues and curtailing intellectual vices. Let's summarize exactly what the author of this statement from academia is saying. That quote, intellectual virtues means to the author, blind acceptance of official narratives. And that quote, intellectual vices refers to any that dares to question official narratives. That's the world we live in now. That's the academia that has betrayed the human race in the entire web of life on countless issues. Let's remember the Milgram experiments. If you don't know what the Milgram experiments are, I've covered it on this broadcast numerous times, but those are the experiments in which studies were conducted with individuals that believed they were being told by someone in authority to shock another member of the experiment on the other side of a one-way mirror to administer shocks, higher and higher levels of voltage until the person on the other side of the one-way mirror was screaming in agony and possibly dying. But the test subjects continued, the vast majority of them, 90% of them from the public continued to administer these lethal shocks they thought in this experiment. And they did it because they believed they were being told by someone in authority to do so blindly following orders without any conscious thought as to the morality of the situation or rather the total lack of morality. That's the modern industrialized militarized society we live in now. The vast, vast majority of people are unfortunately in that category and that must change or we have no chance for even near-term survival. How many in militaries continue to blindly follow any and every order they are given without any consideration of morality? How many in government agencies do the same? How many in academia? How many in media? I truly don't know how some look themselves in the mirror. Moving on, gun deaths, which are unimaginably tragic, of course. But should we consider this question, do any find it interesting, perplexing, alarming, and hypocritical that no matter how many CV-19 vaccine-related injuries and mortalities there are, again, which are officially reported on the U.S. government's vaccine adverse event reporting system. In spite of those injuries and mortalities, vaccine manufacturers continue to enjoy full legal immunity from any and all injuries and mortality their creations cause. Further, the fact that the CV-19 gain-of-function characteristic was verifiably engineered in a lab, the full ramifications of which still remain to be seen. And 
is accelerating by the day, and yet this doesn't get a word of acknowledgement from mainstream media. And about the engineered source of the CV-19 pathogen, this is not theory, it's not speculation or hypothesis, it's peer-reviewed science fact. The data is readily available for any that have the courage and fortitude to do honest and objective investigation. And allow me to help with that investigation. Here's a title from a peer-reviewed science report published in the journal Nature in 2015. It was titled, quote, Engineered bat virus stirs debate over risky research. From the report, lab-made coronavirus related to SARS can infect human cells, In quote. Again, from peer-reviewed science study. As I stated, published November 12, 2015, here's the first paragraph from this peer-reviewed science report. Quote, an experiment that created a hybrid version of bat coronavirus, one related to the virus that causes SARS, severe acute respiratory syndrome, has triggered renewed debate over whether engineering lab variants of viruses with possible pandemic potential is worth the risks. End quote. Quoted from the science report. Also in the report that Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases bankrolled this CV-19 gain-of-function characteristic engineering with $7.4 million in funding from the U.S. government. Labs in South Carolina and Wuhan were both involved. So in summary, when there's a tragic mass shooting, again, and it is terribly tragic, killing 10 in the most recent case, I believe 10 or 11, The U.S. government sets out to strip law-abiding Americans of their constitutional rights. But when U.S. government agencies and representatives are responsible for engineering elements with grave ramifications, there is no culpability, none. And when the medical-industrial complex creates products that even the CDC statistics, Centers for Disease Control statistics, indicate are doing the same on a scale that is exponentially more vast then the tragic gun violence, they, the government agencies, officials, and Big Pharma, all get blanket legal immunity. No questions asked. Does that sound reasonable or rational? Shouldn't there be justice for all? Shouldn't the laws apply to everyone? What are we told by Big Pharma and official agencies? That no matter how many red flags there are regarding CB19 vaccine adverse reactions and mortality, we are, again, relentlessly told that, quote, the benefits outweigh the risks. And again, I ask this, benefits to who? Is this why the pharmaceutical industrial complex, again, has total blanket immunity for any and all injury and or mortality their products cause? Not my opinion. This is the law and has been since 1986. They are not responsible in any way, shape, or form. The same controller justification has applied to other programs. The pushing of fluoride, is an example. Fluoride is a neurotoxin that carries significant ramifications for cognitive function, especially in developing children. Yet, what are the bought and paid for so-called experts telling us? Quote, the benefits outweigh the risks. Really? Does any rational individual actually believe that it is more beneficial to possibly inflict cognitive impairment than to possibly have an increased risk of tooth decay? Is that a rational conclusion to come to? Again, we're living in a planetary asylum. And what happens to those that don't toe the line for the official narratives, agendas, and objectives? Let's cover a few recent headline reports. You decide how the puzzle pieces fit together. Global Alert News is about presenting data and encouraging investigation, not asking anyone to believe anything we present, but simply to present data that is available 
an encouraging investigation. So let's cover these few recent reports. You decide how the puzzle pieces fit together. First headline, Tanzanian president expresses doubt on CV-19 vaccines. Second headline, Tanzanian president who questioned CV-19 vaccine found dead. From that report, throughout the worldwide pandemic, he, the president of Tanzania, had been incredibly a vocal critic of CV-19 restrictions and had refused to enforce lockdowns, social distancing, and mask wearing. I'm only reporting what these mainstream headlines have stated. You decide how it fits together. Next headline, Tanzania's CB19 denying president dies. That's from the UK Guardian. That's a mainstream newspaper from the Guardian report. The Tanzanian president mocked countries spending money on mass testing programs and deemed them to be, quote, unnecessary. And as such, he flat refused to purchase CB19 vaccines. Again, that's from the UK Guardian report. The UK Guardian previously ran an article with this headline, quote, it's time for Africa to rein in Tanzania's anti-vaxxer president, end quote. And then there's this headline, mystery surrounds death of Tanzanian president who defied CB19 lockdown. Again, I stress I am not giving any conclusions. I am not stating my own conclusion. I'm simply providing a sequence of headlines from mainstream sources and asking listeners to investigate for themselves, to put the puzzle pieces together for themselves, to come to their own conclusions. On that note, a few more points to ponder, data that the public is likely completely unaware of because those in power are doing their best to make sure the public remains unaware of this. The Pfizer injection trials will not be complete until January 27th, twenty. 23. That is straight from the U.S. government's clinical trials website. The Moderna injection trials will not come to a close until December 2023. Again, straight from the U.S. government's clinical trials website. The AstraZeneca trials will not reach completion until February 2023. Straight from the government U.S. clinical trials website. With those facts in mind, doesn't that mean that there is an unimaginable amount of people on this planet at this point in time, that are part of a grand experiment? What else could we possibly conclude? The emergency approval of all these injections, quote, warp speed injections, means that the normal protocols were not followed. That's the fact of the matter. And we are told now that pick any injection, doesn't matter who made it, there's about a dozen now from many countries and sources, and we're told pick anyone, doesn't matter, we'll fix anything that comes along, trust us. We're here to protect you. Conclude what you want on your own. Simply pointing out facts that should be pondered. Let's get to the bottom line of climate and environmental collapse, which all else that is unfolding is connected to in one form or another. First, this. From multiple sources, summers could last half the year by the end of the century. From that report, a recent study examined how climate change is fueling significant changes in the pattern and duration of Earth's seasons. Reports state summers in the Northern Hemisphere could last nearly six months by the end of 2100 if global warming continues unchecked, according to a recent study that examined how climate change is affecting the pattern and duration of Earth's season. The report states the study published last month in the journal Geophysical Research Letters found that climate change is making summers hotter and longer while shrinking the three other seasons. Scientists say that the irregularities could, could may might, have a range of serious implications affecting human health, agriculture, and the environment. 
There's no could, may, might. It's here now, and we're not going to make it to 2100. We're not going to make it to 2050. We're not going to make it to 2025 without major links in the chain of our reality completely disintegrating. That's a mathematical and statistical fact. It doesn't matter. For those who don't believe it, it doesn't matter. It won't change that reality. I'm asking everyone to look at the horizon squarely. Ignoring it will not make it go away. And again, we have academia pretending that somewhere down the road, things could, may, might happening, things that are happening right now at blinding speed. And what are the climate engineers doing? While they're telling us our summers could last twice as long, they're lasting twice as long now. It certainly is the case in Northern California. We, where I live, used to have about eight months of pretty steady, fairly steady rain a year, and now it's about two or three months. My hydropower at my off-grid home once ran from about October till May. I got about two weeks out of it this year, and we're done. Sacramento River is a trickle all winter long. The lake is very, very low, Lake Shasta, second biggest dam in the continental United States. Forest is dry as a bone already, and we're told that these things could, may, might happen down the road. In the meantime, what are the climate engineers doing? They're engineering winter weather to create sensationalized headlines to convince the population that everything's fine. It's cold somewhere, even if it's in ridiculous locations like Texas again. Here's a headline from last week, snow forecast for Texas. So on top of the catastrophic event that already happened in Texas, we see the same thing happening again where it's colder on the Texas Gulf Coast than it is in parts of Canada. So-called winter storms now, with their moisture coming straight off the record-warm Gulf of Mexico. This is not nature. These are shallow, surface-level cool-downs created by upper-level wind manipulation and chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. These are patented processes. Please search the engineering winter section at the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. This is nothing less than what amounts to weather warfare. Two more headlines before I'm out of time in this broadcast. From World Politics Review, this headline from last week. Geoengineering is coming, whether it's governed or not, the headline states. From that report, humanity's collective failure to reduce greenhouse gas emissions is driving the world inexorably toward geoengineering or the intentional large-scale human manipulation of Earth's climate system. Facing runaway global warming, the report states... Individual nations will surely develop and deploy new technologies to reduce atmospheric carbon dioxide. Report finishes, playing with the environment and the atmosphere, however, is playing with fire. Without adequate rules, geoengineering will create massive unintended consequences, deepen geopolitical rivalries, and hasten the world's division into climate winners and losers. The report finishes with this. To avoid these fates, the world must create a robust multilateral regime to govern the research, development, and deployment of these new technologies. They're not new technologies. Global governance already exists. Nations all over the world are all colluding and cooperating on climate engineering operations, either actively or passively, and this has been the case for many decades. This is inarguable fact if the data is examined. Do you think the government, again, is going to sit around and wait Till populations ask them to geoengineer? They've been at it for so many years, since right after World War II, in plain sight. But the public simply has to be told, no, you're not seeing what you're seeing. And so many choose to believe that because it feels better than to accept the fact that you're part of a grand and lethal experiment, experiment of climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare, a.k.a. biological warfare, because at minimum, these particles are hardly toxic. And there's 
a synergistic toxicity as well. Important to remember. We know aluminum is toxic. We know mercury is toxic, for example. We all have mercury in us from multiple sources, including the burning of coal in power plants, amalgam fillings. Now we have aluminum in us. That's a given. Every human subject that has been tested that geoengineeringwatch.org has monitored, hair, blood, urine, all packed with aluminum. When you combine these two metals, the overall toxicity increases as much as 10 thousand percent 100 times worse it's called synergistic toxicity welcome to the new world final headline for today from multiple sources quote the planet cannot survive our remorseless pursuit of profit from this report capitalism is on a collision course with human life and the future of our planet each year air pollution takes more lives than smoking the last estimate suggests 8.8 million deaths across the world compared with 7 million from cigarettes this is completely meaningless information because respiratory ailment and the downstream diseases that are related to it and the types of particulates we are inhaling is unimaginably larger than any of these figures and again the elephant in this equation is the climate engineering particulate fallout that no one will acknowledge because it's a bad career decision because there's gag orders on the nation's weathermen because there's too much at stake for people's personal paradigm so they ignore this which is the same as hiding in their cabin on the titanic as the titanic sinks so many willing to play that part and about this report On top of grossly underestimating the massive mortality being caused by the respiratory pollution, particulate pollution, so much of which is coming from climate engineering operations which are not mentioned, the planet's life support systems are unraveling by the day. Again, the entire ship is going down. Final excerpt from this report, again titled, The Planet Cannot Survive Our Remorseless Pursuit of Profit. This statement, without a determined effort... Questioning the very fundamentals of our economic system, our planet will continue to perish. Time is not on our side. How many times have I said that on this broadcast? How many times has geoengineeringwatch.org said that? Time is absolutely not on our side. You cannot expand perpetually on a finite planet with finite resources and then try to hide the damage done by intervening in those life support systems with operations like the climate engineering insanity. And what's happening in our skies is much, much more than just climate engineering, much more, and none of it benevolent. Geoengineering operations are mathematically and statistically the greatest threat we collectively face short of nuclear cataclysm. Are we helpless? No. Are those in power gods? No. But this fight to expose and halt what's happening in our skies and countless other forms of tyranny that are manifesting from every side, from every direction. This battle will take all of us. It cannot be waged by a few on behalf of the many. Make your voice heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. Arm yourself with credible data from a credible source. See the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help. Sharing the dimming documentary a climate engineering expose on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org is a start. Make every day count. The sand in the hourglass is rapidly running out. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.